let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. <laughs> so, so this this episode might be a bit of a challenge for you. Seeing as it's all about coffee. <laughs> Doing a farmhouse saison, yeah. I suppose, I suppose to be fair, I'm gonna to have to let you do one of those, aren't I? Aren't I? Farmhouse saison with football, yeah. Brilliant, <laughs> thanks. Um, so we've just been poured uh, a, a cup of coffee by this week's guest, Roland. Um, welcome to Opinions, Roland. Hi, uh, great to be here. Hopefully, um, most people that listen to us would have heard you heard us talk about you guys before. You are from Stephen Roland's Beer Podcast, yeah, infamy. <laughs> Which is um, very much linked to beer bots, isn't it? What, Absolutely. What, what, what so, uh, Steve is, is my boss, and um, like like any boss, he he finds himself very isolated away from his workforce. And uh, Matt at Beerbods was inspired by Steve's subscription coffee subscription service to to start Beerbods, so we sent Steve a thank you gift of a Beerbod subscription when he started. And uh, Steve got fed up of being on his own drinking beer and said, I'm going to buy one for everybody else. And now you lot have got to drink beer as well. Yeah. And we all talked about it on the next day anyway. So he just said, well, what if I record it? And that was some 180 odd episodes yeah, ago now. strong now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, every week. We... You can do it now with the, the episode number at the start and come up with that yeah, it's interesting the... fact. That's the, it's yeah. 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 And, and, Obviously, we did. We did hope to do this with you and Steve, but I yeah. think when he heard we were coming, he, he decided to leave the country. Didn't yeah, he? I haven't actually <laughs> seen him for about three months. Yeah, <laughs> he, he tends to be in the in the country very briefly. The uh, the exciting life of a coffee coffee roaster. Yeah, he's he, currently he, he does get around, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's currently on a trip to Central America, so El Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Costa Rica. In about eight days. Don't worry, he never gets searched. Oh, I was going to say, he gets pulled, pulled off at customs many a time. What are you doing, yeah. coffee? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Step this way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're really glad to be doing this with you today. We're, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, so we're drinking coffee for starters. We are drinking <laughs> coffee for starters. But we're drinking... Uh, we're going to be drinking three different coffees today. Yeah, three coffees. And these coffees are the base coffee that has gone into three different beers that, yeah. that has been supplied. Yeah, so we're really, really lucky it has been to work with some very awesome breweries. And basically that's what I've spent my entire time at work doing for the last few years, is trying to convince awesome breweries that they want to use our coffee. And that they'll therefore give us some beer in return. Yeah, good plan. Yeah, I like I've yeah. committed a lot of time towards it. Yeah, it's no. finally paying off. <laughs> and and um, yeah, we've got some some really great breweries that we've we've worked with. So we've got three coffees, ranging from we're starting with something quite safe, and we're going to end up with something a bit well less safe, let's say. Okay. Um, and beers, incidentally, we're also going from something a bit lower ABV to a little higher <laughs> ABV. <laughs> This, this could be interesting. And, <laughs> and knowing Steve's love of the Badge Wankery, we've gone for some unusual ones as well. Marvellous. So, so <laughs> hopefully get some new check-ins. Yeah, to, yeah. to be fair, both of us. Yeah, both, both of us love, love a bit of that. Yeah. Um, so we, before we get in, into this, we uh, put out a poll uh, a few weeks ago, uh, which was asking people about coffee beers. Hoppinions, 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 hoppinions. 
opinions. And um, whether they were any good and, and what's the best you've had. So uh, 78% of the people were in favour that coffee beers are great. Yeah. Uh, so we had uh, 270 votes and over 50 different suggestions from, yeah. from people, which, which shows, I suppose, just how many coffee beers there are. Absolutely. Out, I, I started at, at Has Been in five and a half years ago, and at that point there was basically there was the Mikola brunch that you, was about, and I think Dark Star Espresso was out, and that was kind of it. Yeah. And in the intervening years, we've seen a huge boom. There's a lot of them now. Why does coffee work so well with dark beers, which typically is yeah. what gets used? Why, is there any particular reason why the coffee works so well? I mean, a lot of it is it's a really obvious similarities between your traditional coffee and your traditional dark beers, which are those roasty flavours. Yeah. So if you go to go to Starbucks or, for that matter, anywhere in Europe or as of about ten years ago, and you had coffee, it was probably going to taste quite roasty. And those flavours work really well as a pairing with the, kind of the roasty malts you can get in stouts and, and porters. And I think that was an obvious link there for people. So I think a lot of the early ones started out as a bit of a fad, a bit of a, or a, bit of a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. These days, as lots of the people who, who drink good coffee, like good beer and vice versa, they've kind of gone, oh, well, that's a bit of a challenge. I could do something a bit, a bit different or a bit more unusual. And hence, we see more and more people wanting to try and do something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you're right in saying that that pe- people that seem to be into beer do, do also seem to a, a large percentage. I'm not going to say everyone, but a large percentage seem to really appreciate coffee as well. And the the two industries do seem very very similar yeah. to, to me in 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 the way. I mean, I don't know, do you have coffee wankers? Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And there are our customers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, no, we, we do. And I think there's some real similarities, particularly in the kind of customers. You know, the customers who, who are interested in flavour. They want strong flavour. They want distinct flavours. They want something that's unique and different. They want something with a story. And that's kind of true in beer and coffee. Yeah, yeah and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same people who go and buy your local food and you want to have your bit of meat... I was in um, Scotland last year, went to, was very happy to go to the, lot, the Fine Ales Brewery, oh, right. nice. have a bit of meat from the Fine Ales farm, yeah. delivered in front of me from the brewery and thinking, it's that story. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's knowing yeah. I've just been where, I've seen it where it's brewed, I've seen where the meat came from, I've gone home and cooked it right on, in front of, next to the lock where it was brewed next to you, all yeah. of that. It's, and that's definitely true for coffee too. Yeah. Um, so in, interesting that you a couple of the beers you mentioned there in in terms of that that were around when it first mm. started. So the uh, Michela Brunch and Dark Star Espresso they they were two that kind of came in on the the, the top five because like I said we had fifty different suggestions but that there were uh, there were a few that come up over and over again. Yeah, so sure. But by far and away it would seem that at the moment the favourite co- favourite coffee beer around is Common Grounds. Lots of is they a well-known brewery? Quite well-respected, possibly. It's Magic Rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it might uh, be. Yeah, I know, that's, <laughs> I know that's not one that you, yeah, you no, guys those... aren't involved in that. But that's that, well, that again, seems to be a very popular one. Again, they use a local roastery for them there, which is uh, I believe Dartwoods. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's it's that thing of using local of having traceability to it. It's the same story. Yeah. Um, I have enjoyed the beer. It is a as you'd expect from from Magic Rock. It's reliably delicious. It is. And it's, on, it's on cask, it's amazing. amazing. It's, it's absolutely yeah. amazing on cask. It's, it's, a, it's a different beer, uh, uh, again, when, mm. when you get it on cask. 
Yeah, stop stop looking at me like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think things dry and cast, that's why. Um, and the other the other ones that came up as well were Beaver Town Espresso was is is, is very popular yeah. at the moment. Um, the Northern Monk Patrons Project. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, we had, we had a comment from somebody about that. So um, this is uh, from Can I Get a Pee? Uh, Patron Trio were brilliant for seeing how different coffee stands in the same beer. Yeah, that's super so, interesting. In fact, I, I've, we'll try and get you the link, but uh, I was shown by, by Chris, who I, I worked with our, our retail manager yesterday, somebody doing five different beers with different coffees and like the and the plain beer all at the same release just dry hop with the different different coffees oh, wow. and that would be, be yeah. interesting yeah I, I think this it's is the way it's going is definitely that kind of ex- yeah. starting to explore the the options and the distinctions there yeah abs- absolutely um, I mean for me it's it's interesting because I um, I'm a fan of coffee and light beers as well so you know there's been a couple of Coffee IPAs that have been released. There's been a coffee parallel. I mean, recently yeah, from absolutely. Is it Fierce Bit? Fierce mm. that did the Eskimo Joe. Yeah, there's been a few more. In fact, I was drinking um, Mad Hatter's uh, Occultation yeah. Nova. So Occultation is their black IPA that they use our, our coffee for, and they did a, a pale IPA version of it, which I enjoyed. I, think I heard that at Indie Man. I think, oh, I think they had okay. it on Indie Man. Yeah, I missed Indie Man this year. Yeah. Very disappointingly. And um, out of office was was one that we were all enjoyed very much. Cloudwater's lager, I remember they did with the oh, that was amazing. Ethiopian yeah, yeah. Um, they used an Ethiopian, and that's their a coffee that's very floral, very citrusy. So they, it's the kind of coffee that nobody would use in a stout. Really doesn't work with a stout. Mm. You would just get totally lost. Yeah, but. They had the kind of confidence to put it into a very pale beer, very low on hops, very clean, and just where it would sing. Um, and I know that they're kind of big coffee fans, so there was a they knew that, and they. So they you're talking to Cloudwater at the moment, then, are you? Or trying I've to? Ch- I've chatted. <laughs> <laughs> I have chatted with them in the past, but I think they're pretty busy. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think they're busy trying to get the thing into tiny little packages, aren't they, at the moment? Um, right, so, so tell us about so tell us about the coffee that we're drinking now, okay. uh, what, what is it, uh, and then tell us what beer that it went into and, and, and the beer that we're going to be enjoying. So the coffee's, this is kind of a safe coffee as far as I'm concerned, this is from Costa Rica, it's uh, from the Sumavar, is the, the name of the kind of the farm bit, um, and it's our first year actually stocking it, Mostly, most of our coffees we have them for a few years, but this is the first time for this one, and the guy who uh, owns the farm is actually our exporter there, so he's the guy who talks to all the other farmers for us and, and deals with all that kind of thing, called Francisco. He was over here this year, we went for a beer with him in the pub and, and a catch-up. Um, and it's really a classic Costa Rican, very sweet, fairly low on on kind of um, anything sh- over sharp, not particularly chocolatey, more kind of like a white sugar type mm-hmm. sweetness to it. How are you finding it? I'm, I'm because I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker mm. by, by nature. I'm very much a tea man, um, and I, my beef in the past is that when I do get near a coffee, it always tastes bitter for me. Yeah. Despite the fact I like bitter beers, <laughs> which is a bit of a conundrum for me, but I do find the coffee too bitter sometimes. But yeah. this hasn't got really much of a bitterness. It's it's, it's so, well, it, for me it'd be almost saying the gateway coffee. Absolutely, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And 
And this is the kind of coffee that I give to people who say to me, oh, I've never had proper coffee. I've never tried it or something like that. Or to my family, if I see you know, my great aunt or whatever, great uncle or something, so I want some nice coffee. This is the kind of thing that I'll send to them because it's, it's got that sweetness. We don't do dark roast where you should taste it being roasty because we want to get the other flavors there. Yeah. Basically, you can take any coffee and roast it dark and it'll all taste the same. It's a bit like doing meat well done all the time. Yeah, so, and then exactly with that, why would you go and buy the good stuff and then do that to it? Yeah. You, it's not a, it's a bad thing, it's just why did you pay lots of money for something that's good and then cook it like that? So we go for a lighter style and you do get bitterness in coffee, coffee's always bitter, but you get less of those roasty bitter notes. Yeah. This say, is a Costa Rican, which is classically very, very sweet. I, had, I did a brew of, uh, I think it might have been this for my wife a while back, and she said, are you put extra sugar in here? I'm like, no, no, I'm just brewed it really well. <laughs> Don't, because I'm good at what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very smug moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, t- tell us a little bit about, I suppose, the, the, the process of coffee roasting, because I, I have this picture in my head that I, I, I imagine the roastery to look exactly like a brewery. It's got loads of shiny vessels yeah. in it that Absolutely. contain coffee instead of beer. Yeah, we're less, we're less thorough at cleaning than breweries. Because if you've ever been to a brewery, you'll know they are totally obsessive about cleaning yeah, yeah. everything. Uh, roasting coffee is a little bit more forgiving because you're going to heat your coffee beans up to about 180 degrees Celsius. And that does for most things, really. Um, so the roastery is actually in an in a industrial estate in the middle of outside Stafford. It's very cheap to work there. It's also mm. very cold to work there, which is why <laughs> we're not there at the moment. Um, the process is that over on the farms in Central America or Africa or wherever it might be, you've got coffee growing on, on plants. They're bushes and, and trees. And they pick the cherries, which look just like little berries. And they get the, the fruit off them, which leaves you a bean with like a parchment type layer on the outside. They dry them out so that they're stable, so they can ship them. And get rid of that parchment and they ship them over to us. So about three to six months after they were picked, they end up over with us. And at that point they're green. And they, they literally are kind of a greeny, bluey color. And they're no use. They, they don't taste of anything. They aren't of any value. There's no value in green coffee mm. in terms of drinking it or eating it. So we have to roast it. And that takes about mm, 10 minutes-ish. And I usually describe our roasters as being a gas barbecue with a tumble dryer on top. So they're not super complicated. This is exactly the same <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. that you've yeah, used. I'm just, I'm just trying to picture that. Now. Like, picturing Clayton. Yeah, yeah. And this is pretty much the same technology that they used for the last 150 years. Yeah, it's just a big drum that turns the beans around and keeps them moving, and a big set of gas burners underneath it to get your heat in. Okay. And a little fan at the back to draw the air out. That's pretty much it. So you raise the temperature of your beans in about 10 minutes to around about 180 degrees Celsius, at which point they start to go brown. And that first eight minutes, nine minutes, boring, nothing happens. You get to sit around, do your email, try and make sure you haven't set anything on fire. And then in the last minute and a half or so, everything happens. And that's the point where they suddenly start to brown as you get your mallard reactions and your caramelization reactions. You get what they call crack, which is just like kind of wheat, a bit, it's kind of like uh, rice crisps. Tell me, drug running. Yeah. Tell <laughs> they got the secret. Damn it. Okay, <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on. Yeah, they, they've, 
they go into crack, which is kind of like your Rice Krispies. It's just a little popping sound, which is as the beans expand and they kind of, the gases inside expand and the bean breaks open. And a very quick process then, in about a minute, minute and a half, where you actually get the kind of the degree of roast on there. Yeah. And under roasted coffee tastes kind of pea-like or astringent or raw peanuts. Over roasted coffee tastes kind of roasty in that kind of way that anyone is familiar with traditional British stout or a porter will probably kind of recognise those flavours. So we aim to taste like neither of those things. And there's usually maybe a five, ten second gap where it's right and we'd be happy. Otherwise it goes in the bin. So it's a small window. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we do about 50 to 70 roasts a day between two of us and four machines. So we go from a, a two kilo, 15 kilo, 25 kilo, 60 kilo. Uh, and we're doing about kind of three and a half tons or so a week at the moment. Mm. So keeps you fairly busy, keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it sounds like it, it, sounds like it does. Um, so there's a beer on the table. There is, well, we should get round to the beer. Yes. This is from a good friend I know of both of ours. This is Andy Elusive Brewing. Oh, lovely. Uh, this is Brimful of Masher, which is his entry into the, the Brewdog collab fest from last year that he's done with uh, Affinity Brew Co as well. And it's a red ale with maple and maple syrup and coffee. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a mix I would not have dreamt of ever no. in a beer. Abs- absolutely in not. In just a couple of years yeah. ago, you would have not thought that. And, and that's using this coffee that we've just been drinking. It's actually a 50-50 split. He's used 50% of this coffee that we've been drinking, and also 50% of an Ethiopian that was a washed Ethiopian. We've actually run out of that one now, so seasonality's got behind us there. Um, so Andy was not really... Um, somebody I'd met, I'd kind of chatted to online a little bit and met passing the, at beer events a few times. And at the beer bash last year, his wife Jane was fancy doing the, the thing we were doing at the, the fringe session there where we were pairing coffee and, and beers mm-hmm. very much as we're doing today. And kind of decided that actually, she didn't like coffee, but no, maybe she did. Maybe she liked good coffee. And it was just bad coffee she didn't like. So they started drinking our coffee and then when Andy wanted to to brew something a bit different for this. Here you, is. you were the obvious choice. So his, yeah. his coffee outlay has increased as well as his beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, cheers. 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 Mm. And if I'm entirely honest, this is a strong contender for one of my favourite coffee beers. It's very sweet. It is That's quite sweet. sweet beer. First, first thing you get from, yeah. from the beer itself, it's 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 really sweet. And this is this one's as it's got a little older. The hops have dropped off a little bit compared to where they they were. They were a little bit more zingy when when it was fresh. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a. It wouldn't strike me as a, it's not a hoppy. The hoppy bit is mm. as not as important as some beers. No, this one. Yeah, I can't say I'm overly getting the coffee mm. coming coming through on it. But then then I wonder if. Having the coffee beforehand has, has kind of done something. Coffee jaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm getting the sweetness. Almost, almost. Uh, for me, it's almost getting towards a almost a vintage ale feel in my mouth. Yeah, there's mm. there's quite a, a, a boozy burn. Yeah, on, like a, on there as well. It's like a Christmas beer. Yeah. Kind of yes, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Um, 
I think also there's this like, familiarity with coffee is that I tend to notice coffee even at kind of a small amount. Right. I think because I drink so much of it, I, I spend my entire working day basically tasting coffee and, and doing that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm very keyed into it. So you're, you're, get, you're getting coffee from this bit? Absolutely, I get the coffee on the, the finish, definitely, for me. I, you get the, the maple at the front, yeah. which is sweet, and then and a little bit of citrusy from the hops, and then on that finish you get the kind of the coffee notes. Is it? I'm just wondering, for me, for the next one, I do the beer first, as I'm so uncoffeed, usually, but maybe for me, I have okay. the coffee yeah. is a bit of a shock to the system, maybe I do the other way around. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm struggling to get the coffee. I'm, I'm struggling to get the coffee as, the beer. as well. Though. Beer's lovely. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, got, like you say, it's got this real uh, a warming feel to it, and it, it does have does have that kind of vintage ale feel about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's another well well done beer by Andy. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it? I know. I know you're not a brewer. Um, well, you do. You home brewer. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it difficult to brew with coffee? And, and no. to get it right? I think getting it right is a knack, as with any other additives. I think there are some brewers who, you know, when they add something to a beer, they're going to do a great job. Yeah. And there are other brewers who, maybe when they add something to a beer, you think, that's, that was a mistake. You should have left it as it was. Yeah. You can brew great beers on their own, and as soon as you start adding stuff, you're just too heavy-handed. And like for me, I would rather not taste something that they've put in, you know, consciously, and say, oh, you've underplayed it a little. Yeah. Then get something that's overwhelming. Yeah. Because that's then all you'd get, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I certainly Especially am not a big fan of, of overwhelming flavours of any type. Um, but when they get in balance, I think they'd be really good. But when, uh, I think for me, when something says it, it's got coffee in it, you're instantly expecting to at least taste the coffee. Yeah. Well, it, the other thing is, well, there's lots of people have got different ideas about what coffee is. So for a lot of people, when they read that, they think, oh, I want it to be roasty, because I'm used to having Starbucks roasty yeah. coffee, and that's the flavour I associate with, with coffee, whereas we've just had the one, the coffee there, and it's not really got that, that right. roasty flavour, hopefully, if I've not messed up. <laughs> so you, don't, you get a very different flavour. Other people will be used to having instant coffee, and instant coffee, what they do is they remove all the flavour, and then they artificially reflavour it with this approximation of what coffee should taste like. So you might be used to that instead of actual now, coffee. I'm, that's, I'm learning lots right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we both sat back <laughs> there. Because that has really surprised me that instant coffee isn't coffee. Yeah. Well, but instant coffee... That's they, what we've been conditioned to believe. So that's the Absolutely. same machine coffee. Yeah, so what, what they have is... Yeah. So the vast majority of coffee production in the world is from Robusta. And you, know, you notice various people like McDonald's now starting to say things like, we're 100% Arabica. Because Robusta is horrible. As a general rule, it tastes of burnt rubber. You, you can't get past that. Yeah. It can be really nice with a bit of burnt rubber, but it's still <laughs> burnt rubber. And that's the cheap stuff that grows at lower altitudes. It's much easier to grow in large volume. So that's what they're going to use for instant. That's what they're going to use for your mass market stuff. But... Obviously, they don't want it to taste like that because it's unpleasant. So they do it through the freeze-drying process, they remove the flavouring, and then they try to recreate it into something that's consistent and reliable. But when they do that, coffee's complicated. It's actually this, one of the most complicated chemically beverages you're going to get, right up there with red wine in terms of how much is going on. So we don't know why it tastes like what it tastes like. 
So their reproduction is always a bit of a pale shadow of what it could be. And often you'll get that flavour, but all the aromatics that you can get with fresh coffee, they won't be there because they don't know how to reproduce that. That's really interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I've completely lost my train of thought. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying next because I'm just, I'm just well, so into... You can't have instant coffee every day, no? I'm not. I, I honestly killed. don't think I'm ever going to be able to have it. Because I'm, I'm going to stand there holding it going, they've made this taste like what they think it should taste like. Well, in the same this, way... This I, isn't coffee. It's like the, it's like the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the Matrix. And I know a few people who, who like the real coffee and will drink instant when they need to and for them they will say it's not coffee it's another beverage it's like drinking coke it's fine it's just a thing yeah it, but it's not coffee I suppose it's similar because coke from the bottle or the can is completely mm. different to the coke you get in a pub when they do through their fancy soda stream so it's just yeah. a syrup yeah. isn't it yeah which they can then carbonate there is a massive difference between the two I mean Michelle won't touch the stuff she'll go kind of bottle of coke and they stop they hear coke get a bit, a bit better bottle of coke no thanks yeah, she, yeah. She, she wants the real cove or don't bother so I, I, I get that but I, that's amazing yeah, me, me too I'm, I mean, <laughs> I've, got, I've got lots more questions I think, I think you're going to have to you're going to have to fuel me with, with some more coffee yeah, absolutely we've done alright there so the next one we're going to move on to you can hear the coffee being poured yes exactly. yes I have, to, I have to say that Roland's done a great job of, of preparing uh, these, these coffees today. You've, you've been down here grinding beans and putting them into special pouring implements and, and, and well, all sorts. And you can <laughs> see maybe why coffee's not really caught on as easily as beer. If you look at like, the number of people who know about craft beer, it's really odd to find nothing, you know? Yeah. I got some, some beers at Christmas from some family who don't know anything about beer, and I'd got like Harbour Session IPA and 13 guns because they'd just gone into the supermarket and they found these beers that yeah they're, they're pretty solid mm-hmm. craft yeah. beers whereas coffee it's got a short shelf life so it's at its best for about a couple of weeks after it's been roasted cask coffee's a cask in many Sorry. ways yeah <laughs> you know it's dead right in many ways and the other thing is if you, if you take a peer around there I've got my grinder here I've got the Chemex to brew it in I've got the filter papers I've got the kettle and the scales it's not like you can just pick up the bag of beans and walk home and there's your, your, your finished product. Yeah. You've got all that extra money that you have to invest and time you have to invest. Why do you drink instant? Because you can have an instant because in seconds. Yeah, it yeah, is instant. Yeah, yeah. It's literal, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas the difficulty in drinking a bottle of punk versus a bottle of a can of carling or whatever it might be, it's all the same thing, isn't it? It's no more extra effort, but you get something that's more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Good analogy. Mm. Mm. So I'm just... Finishing off the various pours of drink that are currently in front of me. So, um, coffee two, coffee two is aroma-wise is very very different very to different. the to, to the first one. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a lot more going on in there in terms of the the, the flavours and. Yeah, I, I like the aroma. Though. Yeah. Mm. I'm also finishing off my my pours. My very tasty beer and yeah, the next coffee is from Colombia. So this is from. A small farm belonging to a guy called Pedro Claros and his, his family. Um, and the, these farms are all different in different parts of the country. You know, when you say a small car farm in Brazil, it's huge. Like, you take days walking across it. Small farm in Colombia, well, it's the guy and his wife and their kids, and they, that's it. They deal everything on their own. They don't have to have people in to help so much. You have 
it's tiny. And this is one that we've bought from for a few years now. Um, it's, but we like Pedro. He's a good guy, he wants to do a good job. So every lot he picks, every time he goes out and picks some coffee, he sends us a sample and we go, yeah, that's really good today. Or we go, that's nice, but not as good as last time. And that means he can look at his, his you know, notes and all the rest of it and say, oh, it was amazing then, they loved it. So I'll keep doing whatever I did that day. And then we say, if you do a good job, we'll pay you a bit more. So every time he gets a really high score, he gets a little bit more than if he gets a lower score. How did he send it to you, literally through the post? Yeah, well, we work with an exporter um, in Colombia, and he sends a sample to them. They mill it and dry it and prepare it and get it ready for us. And then they just send us a in the post a little sample of uh, like 100 grams or so of the green coffee. And this will be for 400 kilos of coffee that he's picked at the moment. And we'll do a little tiny roast of it and we'll taste it and go, yeah, that's really good or that's solid or, or whatever. And then that will get fed back to him so he can know how much money am I getting paid for this bit of, bit mm. of coffee. So I, I take it coffee growing isn't easy. Um, and you say that obviously the stuff he sends to you changes. Yeah. So what, what is it that he's doing with the way that he grows the coffee? Is, is it anything that he's doing or is it just nature taking its course? It's a bit of everything. You know, it's really complicated coffee growing. And all little tiny changes that there can have a huge impact in what we're tasting. So if it rains, that can affect how it's tasting. Because it's a plant, you know, it's, if, if you have a really good year, it maybe, it looks, maybe it's doing really well. So it's similar to uh, grape vines and hops. Absolutely. And great yeah. to think about wine, you wouldn't expect it to taste exactly the same every year. Uh, people who are experts on wine, they can say, oh, there's a common theme to it. Yeah. I recognise that. It seems a bit like last year. And we get that. You know, there are coffees that from year to year, I'll taste them and go, yeah, I know what that is. That's, that's like toffee apple. It's got green apple, it's got toffee. And some years it'll be more green apple. Some years it'll be more toffee. Some years it'll be quite sharp and acidic. Some years it'll be more muted. But every year there's a kind of common thread. And then you get that terroir, that land flavour coming through in the coffee. But each year there's all these tiny differences. And it's not just how you grow the plant. It's how you dry the beans, how you pick the beans. Are you picking the ripest ones? Are you picking some that aren't quite so ripe and, and juicy and perfect? Are you having to dry it over a long time or a short time how old is the coffee once it's with us we try and use it within about six to nine months depending on on the coffee because it it keeps aging it's an organic product and as it sits it can go from being delicious and amazing to tasting cardboardy and woody and not very nice and we want you to enjoy it when it's tasting absolutely at its best okay so there's a sweet spot there is absolutely a sweet spot and then the knack as with anything else in life is to drink it throughout that sweet spot and make sure you don't wait too long or start too early and end up missing it. It's awesome. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this, this one's tasting great. I mean, this is, to, to me, this, this is incredibly like, soft and smooth. Yeah. So it almost I've, I've, I've had a few sips and it feels different in my mouth. Yeah. The actual feel of it. Yeah. Feels you get a bit well. more viscosity yeah. out of this one, a bit more body to it. It's got more of the chocolate flavours. Yes, yeah. That's also straight away. Yeah, there's also a bit of black currant underneath there, uh, which is really kind of classic Colombia. And he does does this really, really well. It is very classic Colombian coffee. Um, and actually the beer it's going with 
is one from Estonia, um, from Vakala. And that's how you say it. I've always wondered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Conveniently, I, I got a trip to Estonia uh, last year and heard people pronouncing it and went, ah, oh, now I'm yes, yes, got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Chris, who's the head brewer there, used to brew uh, Brewdog. So he's a former subscriber of ours. He likes our coffee. And he said to us, I want to do put the coffee in the porter, in the muskuld, and I want something kind of maybe Kenyan esque. Which is Kenya is typically black currant, creamy, but quite kind of fruity in acidity, but creamy at the same time. And I went, okay, I've got some of those. I'll send you three, but I'm also going to send you like a wild card, a Colombian one. And he tried it. Went, yeah, I want that wild card. Mm. I want that Colombian one because it's going to work really well. And it kind of ties in the flavours. Whereas the Kenyan one could have been a bit of a clash with typical porter flavours. The the Colombian, it's got that chocolatiness. That really works with the. I can I can see that flavors. working really well, and I'm, I'm quite excited about yeah, the, the combination. Drinking too much of the coffee to see more coffee in the beer. Yeah. Time. Well, I'll start pouring this one. So this is yeah the musk cold with Colombian. Thank you. Very much. And we've started to see a, a bit more from this brewery in in the UK. I think it's fair to say recently, um, they're actually kind of at capacity pretty much, but the Estonian beer market is huge. Like they love their craft beer in Estonia. And they just say it's all going internally. Like everybody's drinking the beer there and they've got none to export because everyone wants to drink it. Yeah, I saw one of their beers at Stone Berlin last year. Yeah. That was my first experience of getting it on tap. And that's the only time I've seen it on tap. I went to a craft beer bar over there and like there was a few of their beers, but there was lots of other breweries as well. All sorts of amazing things. I had a cucumber gerza uh, over there, which was just balmy. Like, not for me, oh, but... Just, uh, <laughs> just the, the, those two words together. What was that? Cucumber gerza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was, uh, I was caught by the look on your face. Well, I'm not say. Um, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I've just taken a sip of a beer as, as Rowan said those two words. And <laughs> I, I instantly panicked. <laughs> I thought both of you would be like, oh, Steve doesn't like this beer. because I thought, I, It wasn't the beer that I was pulling the face over. It was the cucumber beer. Yeah. yeah. So they have gone full craft, it's fair yeah. to say. Cheers. Cheers. I'm getting coffee bitterness on that one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I get what you say about the fruit more. Yeah, yeah. on the nose. Yeah. Very, I'm very much on the nose. Fruit yeah. More yeah. coming through now. Yeah. Um, for, for me, there's you, you get a lot more of the chocolate notes coming through yeah, in the beer. Absolutely. As as well. That's really um, nice. That is that is really, that's a stunning beer. Yeah, that's really tasty. Yeah. And I think they've done a, a really good job there. I'm very happy to have a few bottles of that. Yeah, that's I bet way. you are. Yeah. Well. It, it, the flavours complement each other. Yeah. Nothing's winning. Absolutely. And the different breweries we work with, I mean, they're all amazing breweries, and we all work with them in different ways because some they just kind of say, send us some coffee and we'll do something with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you do that. Others kind of want to go through a bit more of a, what do you want to send? And they'll talk to me and say, oh, this is what the flavour of the beer is. What have you got that will match it? And others still will just say, right, okay, here's the, the flavour of coffee that I want send me some things that taste like this and we'll decide which one we're going to go with. Mm. Are you working, I mean, you must be working or have worked with a few breweries now Yeah. So in, in the UK? Uh, besides, obviously, Elusive and Kala, 
we worked with Anarchy for the longest for their um, Sublime Chaos, the stout. Um, after that it was Weird Beard and then Mad Hatter. Uh, our latest one is Buxton uh, with the extra porter. Uh, also, yeah, we're big fans. Uh, well, I, I, nearly, I nearly brought it along because I do love the beer, but then I thought, you know, you're going to have that one, so I'm going to go for support the badge wankery and have some more unusual ones. <laughs> you're doing well so far. Yeah. And um, other to nails, which was David who runs the, um, the Birmingham Beer Bash. Uh, we did one with him. And partisans sometimes as well use our, our coffee. I'm trying to think whether I've forgotten anybody. <laughs> I think that's everyone there. That's a, that's a decent selection of breweries, though. Yeah, I've been very happy that's, when, when they've had them on. You'd love their beers regardless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I already did. I was yeah. very kind of... Tried to keep cool. Tried to keep cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> totally, totally. I've gone fanboy. Yeah, in fact, the Colin and Dennis from Buxton came down to the roastery when they did the extra porter so they could roast the coffee with us. So they've kind of done all the full steps and they kind of turn up and I'm just kind of going, hello, <laughs> hello. Brilliant. <laughs> you can just imagine you absolutely dumbstruck. Yeah. What are you doing, Ryan? <laughs> I did not have that much presence of mind. And, and you know, they're lovely, lovely guys, uh, great people to work with. And um, actually, help, Colin's even helped me with my homebrew. It's just a. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's quite a nice trade off. Yeah. 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 That, that, I, I'm loving that. But it's making me appreciate the coffee more as well. Good. Now that I've gone back to drinking yeah. some of the coffee. It really sits around the side of the glass a bit, mm. doesn't it? So we have gone up in our percentages a little bit. So this one's at 7.8. And the first one was 7.2. They're always quite big beers, aren't they? Often. I think probably one of the lowest I've seen is the Dark Star Espresso. Yeah. Yeah. It's fairly sessionable. That, isn't that it? was. Probably my introduction. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was my introduction to coffee beers as, as such. Was, was start, yeah. start espresso. Probably got it in Sainsbury's. I might even be oh, I think their, I got it in my local garden centre. Great, oh. great beer hunt or something. Yeah, they used to do that. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good example. Because I, I remember getting really excited about it as well. I was like, "That's a coffee beer!" <laughs> I was like, "Brilliant! I can I can have it all in one go." And yeah, it doesn't taste like this cafe. Yeah, yeah. flavouring. Yes. <laughs> um, I just, I'm still not getting over that. <laughs> uh, they make coffee taste like what they think coffee should taste like. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just that's just really strange. Um, so th- tell us a little bit about um, has been itself because y- you are quite a, uh, you're quite a big roastery, aren't you? In terms I guess of in, in terms of our corner. corner, yeah. Like in terms of the specialty market, we're kind of big in the UK. Uh, we started in 2003, I think it was, with Steve in his garage. Uh, he was doing a full-time job as a prison guard and then started roasting in his garage in the spare time and that kept on for a lot of years and eventually he moved out started to become a bit a bit bigger and he had a, a coffee shop and Stafford is not a good place for a specialty coffee shop like, but they've just about got around to the idea that you know coffee maybe tastes of something besides maybe just have, you have lattes and stuff yeah. that's kind of new um, our corner of Staffordshire not really ready for for what Steve wanted to do. Um, so he ended up closing that down, but he'd met a guy at the through the coffee shop who said, I'll build you a website if you want for, in exchange for a lifetime's coffees. Okay, that's a fair deal. Yeah. And 
he opened a website and thought, I can sell the coffee I roast online. It was great, I could do that, stick it in the post, easy. And the thing that kind of defines us now still is that most of our customers are people at home who've bought on the website and we roast it to order to them and ship it out to them. And we do a small amount of coffee shops, but it's less than what we do to, the, you know, in, in terms of our income streams, it's a smaller portion of our income than uh, what we're getting from people at home. That's quite surprising. Because that's, that's very, very much small batches then, isn't it? Yeah, and we are almost unique in, in doing that in the yeah. UK. Nobody else does that. So everyone else is a bit more reliant on the big, big accounts. And we're lucky to say, you know, we've got lots of people buying the coffee and that's really helpful for us in terms of knowing that we can, we can shift big lots and small lots. We can buy a huge range of coffee because we're geeks. And we are totally unapologetic mm. geeks. And You're coffee geeks or just geeks in general? Or geeks in general, but yeah, it's coffee, coffee and beer geeks particularly. Oh, but yeah, most people who geek about the coffee and beers are generally geeks. Yes, yeah, so yeah. We're, we're very geeky about our like superhero stuff and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, um, and you know, sci-fi. I think people had that geek. We've, we've, all, we've all got a geek side. To yes, it, I, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But one of the things is that that means we want to do fun stuff with the coffee. We don't just want to buy coffee. And Steve knew that if he wanted to do really fun stuff. He meant he had to go to the farms and talk to the farmers and ask them to do fun stuff or to find interesting stuff. And that he couldn't do that as just if he was doing 10 kilos of coffee a week at home. Yeah. So we now say we're up to about three and a half tonnes a week, which is good so, volume. Sounds like a lot of coffee. It does sound like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you busy. Yeah, and, but that means we take now shipping containers full of coffee from different countries. Uh, fun statistic, this year we've bought 4.5% of Bolivia's exportable coffee content, which is... That's a phenomenal percentage for a relatively small yeah, yeah. operation that does small batch. Yeah, and, and some of that is Bolivia's in a terrible state at the moment. Their coffee industry is in total 3-4 collapse. And they've exported uh, about a tenth of what they were exporting 10 years ago now, which is a terrible thing for them. But... We love Bolivia. Steve spent time over there every most years. Um, there's two people there who, who export specialty coffee and encourage people there to grow specialty coffee. And it's not cheap and it's not easy. But we kind of believe you put your money where your mouth is. And that's why we're this size. If we're this size, we can say, here's a load of money. Keep getting us delicious coffee. We'll keep selling it to people. And we'll be here next year. And we'll be here the year after. And you can keep telling people, you keep growing delicious coffee, we'll keep coming back. Because if you don't get out there and do something about it, then they're going to be gone. Mm. And that would be a crying shame. Because coffee is quite a sought-after commodity, isn't it? There was a company a while back that had quite a stockpile of coffee, didn't they? There was a commodity firm. Yeah, Yeah. and um, they they were rumoured to have, it it was a very high percentage of coffee. So there's obviously quite a value. Yeah, the, the thing is that coffee, especially coffee market, in the same way you can have craft beer and, and beer in general, you have the specialty coffee market, which is the kind of the tasty coffee, and you craft have... Craft coffee. Craft coffee. It is, it say, is, say it, say it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can see you at your child oh. say it, but, but you, you know it's craft yeah, coffee. Yeah, we are the craft coffee. Craft <laughs> oh, coffee wankers. Brilliant t-shirt. I'll get that made. And... The thing is that it's a tiny portion of the marketplace. So the commodity market is huge, and that is driven very much by people speculating and futures, which means that that tends to be very variable. 
and your farmers then oh, they've got a, a tough time because sometimes it'll be really pretty good and sometimes it'll be absolutely terrible and particularly if you're in a, a country that's quality of life has moved up a little bit maybe you're not you're not really making much money on this very much like being a farmer in this country it's not necessarily obvious you're going to get a great living out of doing it um, especially we tend to pay quite a chunk more because we'd like our farmers to be happy and, and want to come back and buy from us next year mm. we want to get the best farms and they can sell it to somebody else so we need to make sure that they're happy buying from us and that they know we're going to be there next year and that there's kind of a long-term commitment there it's quite a personal investment then absolutely isn't it? so yeah. steve going out to the different places is personally investing time effort as well as money isn't it yeah if you take our business we are steve we are pretty small there is less than 20 of us in the business and most of those people pick coffee off the shelves and stick it in envelopes and ship it out to you each day there's three of us now doing roasting there's a couple of people in wholesale and that's kind of your team so when you see Steve on the internet or on a video or on on email or whatever it might be you're getting Steve yeah and the farmers are pretty small you get them mm. you know, this is a, a direct these are businesses that are kind of human sized if you buy from us it's because you trust Steve to look after the farmers because you think he's a reasonable kind of guy he's going to do a fair by the farmers and we talk to the farmers and we think do they seem like reasonable guys? Are they doing fair by the people they employ? Yeah, I think they are. Right, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do business. You've got delicious coffee. And more often than not, you can't make an amazing product if you're always thinking about the bottom line. You need to have a willingness to commit resources to something that you think, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be delicious at the end of it. I'm not gonna be interested in short-term profit. I'm gonna keep my, my staff happy. I'm gonna look after things because I, I believe that that great product at the end will reap the rewards. Talking of delicious coffee. Yeah, we should have some Yeah, <laughs> let's, let, let's get on to the, the, the third one, which you said right at the beginning was, was probably going to be the most challenging of, of, of yeah. the three. Yeah, so this is a natural processed coffee. So it's got no idea what No, no, no <laughs> me, me either. But it sounds good, doesn't it? Natural. Yeah. Blank, blank looks on this side of the table. Yeah, we always pick words that sound good. So natural, everything's natural, that's got to be a good thing. Natural means sun dried. And basically it means when you get your cherries off the, off the trees, you've, you've got to get those fruit off your cherry somehow. So you could do that by putting it in water and, and washing it away. Or you can leave it in the sun. It kind of sultanas up around it. And then you get rid of the fruit after it's sultanas up and dried away. Mm. That's natural processing. And that leaves a pretty distinctive flavour. It tends to be boozy. It tends to taste like fermented fruit because man, that's what's basically what's happened around it and some people love that got definitely got a different aroma whereas the last one had that fruit flavor almost coming out of it this one hasn't for me and some people hate it so i'm waiting to see reactions i think i need a few sips of it yeah so I, i'm not i drained the beer before i had that I, i'm not instantly um getting on with it i mean i took a bit of a the, the, the first, <laughs> the first aroma of it, I was, yeah, I, I, it kind of shocked me a little bit because it didn't smell like coffee. Steve's Belgian beer face almost. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny you say it because the, the description that people in coffee often use for this is funky, which is the kind of the same thing that you oh, see lots yeah. of people talking about in terms of, <laughs> of, of yeah. and so on. There's the dog is, uh, funky beer. 
Yeah, clearly, clearly one that's just for me then. It's, it's, it's a funky beer. Chosen it specially. <laughs> so this is from Nicaragua. Um, we buy only from one family there, but they've got 11 farms now, I think. Um, and they work really hard. And they're also, Erwin, who runs the, the farms, he spent a lot of time traveling. So he's been to lots of different countries. He's seen what they do there. So he's very experimental. He always likes to try different things. And this is one of the results of him playing around. This is a Pacamara. So Pacamaras are big beans. In comparison to other coffee beans, they're a lot bigger. Um, they taste a little different. All of these different varietals and kind of things, it can have an impact on flavour, but you know, that, that's, one of those, that's one of the geeky things you can get into if you're a coffee geek. And it's also this natural process. And actually it's a natural process that should never have happened. They used to do it like this. They then swapped to try and make it taste a bit cleaner, a bit less funky. And one guy didn't get the message. Like, there's this old guy in the corner who was being told, like, to turn it every hour, be a bit thinner, and he kind of went, no, it's every two hours. That's what you do. Yeah, it's what I've always done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just had his hearing aid off. I don't know. He just was not listening to anything they told him. And they were going to throw it away. But Steve was there at the time, and he said, oh, have you not got... This is a bit boring, this one. Have you not got something that's a bit, bit funkier? And they went, oh, we're going to throw this one away. So I tried it and went, no. No, you're not. You're going to sell it to me. I'm going to pay you some good money for it, and you're going to do it on purpose next time. Yeah. And and that's what happened. Blimey. Happy happy chance. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Life is full of these little yeah. coincidences. And the beer it's gone into is from Weird Beard, and it's Double Pearl, which I think you might have had before. Yeah. This is the Jim Bean Barrel Aged Edition. I have not had that one. Not had that before. Yes. So, uh, Weird Beard have always used this um, this coffee for the Black Pearl and Double Pearl. I'm going to let Martin do the honours of pouring this one. And it's um, it's actually my great pleasure when we were in Manchester, when Irwin, who owns the farm, was visiting, to take him up to meet the brewer there. So I got a photo of him and Brian from Weird Beard on, on either side of each other, and me in the yeah. middle, grinning like a Cheshire cat. Um, yeah, it, it's a a beer I'm really happy about because well, I think I think the Black Pearl just standard the standard Black yeah it's fantastic it's a beer. great beer and that's quite a low low ABV the standard yeah. Black Pearl I think that's lovely mm. and they they talked to us at the beginning about what kind of coffee to use and we said like there's two if you're going for a stout you're going for a darker beer you want something that's going to punch a little bit against all those other flavours so either like an Indonesian coffee, they're typically quite punchy, or a natural processed coffee, because those flavors tend to carry through against other strong flavors. And they want with a natural route, and they've gone with it ever since. You get the bourbon on the nose. Yeah, yeah. straight away, don't yeah. you? It's, it's in there, but then just sitting behind it is, is the coffee. Mm. Mm. I've got to admit, I'm not a big fan of barrel age normally, but there, it's I'm enjoying it. It's not overwhelming that works. me. That that really works. It's got a lovely balance to it. Yeah, because you do it for, for, I get what you're saying, but especially bourbon barrel age, because mm. that aroma can be so powerful sometimes, and if it follows through on the flavour, it's re- often all you get, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're getting a real mix on here. Mm. This is um, 
Mm. And we were talking earlier about that, that balancing act of different flavours. I think it's a great example of managing to do that. Because that's distinctive flavours. We do. Yeah. You, you've already got stout, then you've used a bourbon barrel, and then you've used the most distinctive coffee we've tasted out in three. Ab- absolutely, yeah. So that's pretty skillful brewing. Mm. And it, and it, but it just it, it comes together so well. Yeah, and I'd have to say I prefer the coffee in the beer than the coffee I'm saying this time. Yeah. <laughs> How so do you feel through the other coffees? I'm with you on I, that. I really enjoyed the second one. Excellent. Yeah, okay. I really enjoyed the second one. Maybe it's because of those slightly fruitier notes on it. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed the second one. You go, the, the, maybe there's your answer. You need to sign up to a, a subscription. Yeah, I need to go on the website and go, it's the same like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Roland said, yeah. I like this, this, this and this. Make that one again. <laughs> Which one? The second one. <laughs> is, is that a sort of service that, that you guys offer as well? Is, is kind of trying to match people to their Absolutely. So if, if somebody comes to you and says, I want something that's a bit like this, and can you guys instantly go, yes, we know which coffee Absolutely. is for you. Like we, we will have about 100 coffees in the building at any one time, different lots, ranging from tiny, tiny, like 10 kilos or something, through to thousands of kilos or something. And most of them, if you ask me about it, I'll go, oh yeah, it's tastes of A, B, C. Yeah. Uh, because you know them all. So you've, you you've got to know your stuff then, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but it's familiarity. It's like anything else you work with all the time. You get familiar with it. And we are a customer... You know, we sell most of our stuff to people at home. So the reason you get to build up lots of those people is that Steve works really hard at customer service in terms of like getting out quick service. So we roast everything to order. We're always available on email. We try and get back to emails really, really quickly. Not very good at the phone, but email, we're good at. Yeah. You know, you email us and say, I don't know, I want to try something, but I liked, it. I liked this last time. Have you got anything in similar? we can help because we kind of know the flavors and when you get to know what people mean when they say certain things sometimes it's easy if you've got like a reference point with another coffee sometimes you just back to kind of knowing the person and knowing what words mean like strong coffee can mean a lot of things to different people yeah same strong beer yeah mm. can mean a lot of different things to people but certainly once you get to know people like my, my dad does not go in for the descriptors at all he likes his coffee but he does not go in for any of that rubbish about describing his things <laughs> That must be a dad thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, it, I picked him a bag of coffee at Christmas and brought it to him. And, he, and afterwards, he came to me and said, "That coffee you bought me at Christmas—that was really good." Like, yeah, I knew you'd like it. Yeah. I, and I know the kind of thing you yeah. like. You can get to know somebody just like with a beer taste. Yeah. You, can get, you can get to know what somebody, what somebody's going to enjoy. Yeah, definitely. I'm really enjoying the beer. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, it's it's, it's incredible. It's just uh, that. Barrel aging just works so well on it because you do pick up the bourbon notes in yeah. there. Um, but, but it's not, it's not just around the edges, yeah. It's, uh, and, and I've gone back and I've tried the coffee again and I'm, <laughs> I'm still not getting on with, 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 with that coffee. Can I ask a, a, a coffee? Just a, a caffeine yes. and coffee. What is the truth about caffeine and coffee? Because one of the other things about coffee has always been, well, it's, you're basically having, it's the easiest way to have lots of caffeine, yeah. apart from maybe having a Red Bull. <laughs> Absolutely true, yeah. You know, it's pretty disgusting anyway. So, ca- ca- is ca- caffeine naturally occurring in coffee? Yeah, it, it occurs in, it's actually highest in the fruit. So we have for sale the cascara, which is the dried skin of the coffee cherries. And we pretty much believe that that's got a much higher caffeine content than coffee. Right. And it tastes like fruit tea. So if you really want to get your caffeine in you quickly and easily, that's your best route. Right. But... Caffeine is naturally occurring in, in coffee. Uh, I've heard various theories about why it's there. It's probably to do with killing off insects because it's a toxin to 
to little bugs. Um, you have to be especially adapted to eat coffee plants. It's also naturally occurring in tea. Yeah. But tea also does theanolamine, which kind of counteracts it. So it kind of gets you awake and puts you to sleep at the same time. Um, whereas coffee hasn't got that. There are various versions of lower caffeine coffee that are around. We've got one that's about half the caffeine of everything else. But it's a bit of a new thing that's a bit rare to find. It's also true that cheaper coffee tends to be stronger caffeine. So the Robusta coffee tends to have a bit more caffeine in it than Arabica. And that means that like your anything that's been used for like Italian roast or maybe your instant stuff, that'll be a little higher in caffeine than kind of good coffee would be. Mm. Does it affect the flavour? No. So it's just, it's just a naturally occurring chemical in it, just happens to be there? Yeah. It, it doesn't affect the flavour. It does, there is a bit of bitterness from it, We, I think, but it's... Honestly, I think it's hard to actually place it there. The real issue is that any way of getting rid of the caffeine is more of a problem. So if you have decaffeinated coffee, they've had to rinse everything out of the coffee, separate the caffeine out from the other flavours, and put the rest of it back in. So that process tends to leave a little bit of an impact on the flavour. And they're again better at doing that with less impact, but it's like no alcohol beer. It, you can do it in theory, and you can try and get it but right, it's but just it's just rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> it never quite lives up to what it could be. Yeah, right. okay. No, I was just curious about the, the caffeine. Does, does it? And then I'm assuming that you put coffee in beer, and does caffeine carry through into the beer as well, or does it get lost? There in should the be, but process? but your your you really your amount is so small in comparison, it's kind of lost. So the typical they kind of use amounts similar to dry hopping when they're they're using the the beans and the beer. In the principle, the same as dry hopping as well. So that yeah, yeah, generally, I mean, there are a big variety of people and in terms of how they use it. Some of them, I've heard about people pulling shots of espresso and pouring it into the vat as it's brewing, you know. But most of them, I think, these days now use um, beans in with dry hop into your fermenter. And that seems to give a good coffee flavour. Um, there's kind of issues to do with temperature and how much mm. extracts and so on, and that's all a brewer's question, I'm afraid, rather than a, a coffee person question. Okay, so well, I've, I've got, got any, if got any brewers listening, maybe yeah. somebody could uh, yeah. answer that one for well, us. Well, I had three coffee beers, and I needed to name check a friend of mine. He did put a comment on Twitter. He he did, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one yeah, then. I'm read it out. <laughs> so my friend Carl Gunner on Twitter said, don't get my people who want to drink a cold glass of coffee, excuse the pun, but not my cup of tea, in response <laughs> to coffee beers. Yeah. Carl, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see coffee beers as being cold cups of coffee. I, I think what, what they do is they give the beer a very subtle flavour in, in yeah, some yeah, instances. It, right, in in other probably. instances, quite a strong flavour. Yeah. And I think what, what we've sampled here today has taken us... On, on every point on that scale. Yeah. So in, in, in the first beer, the, the, the one from Elusive, it was, it was barely there. Yeah. But then the one from the unpronounceable... Pakala. Yeah. Um, that, that was very, very coffee-forward in yes. terms of its flavour. And now this, the, the, the weird beard one, again, it's, it's there, but it's, it's, it's quite subtle. It's but sort of sits in the middle of yeah. the beers, yeah. doesn't it? So the, the Estonian beer. And so I think I you really... It, but that definitely had more coffee coming out, I thought. Yeah, and you really see with something like that where, for them, 
matching those flavours was really important. If you're going to have it that forward in the beer, it needs to have flavours that you were already bringing with your malts and with your yeast and with your hops. Um, actually, the one we did with Otherton, which was for Birmingham Beer Bash two years ago, was the Jahazi. Um, we actually kind of went through various ones in terms of matching flavours from the hops he was using, so he was using Bramblin' Cross, which is usually described as being um, black currenty and mm. hedgerowy. Yeah. So I, we went with a Kenyan natural processed coffee. So it's natural again, Paris through, but it's also again it's Kenyan, which means black currant flavour. So you can kind of looking for pairing flavours where they were going to tie in and all work together. And if you want the, the flavour to carry through that much more, you've got to think about that that pairing flavour a lot. I, I think you've done um, a great job today yeah. of. of Selecting the beers and and doing the coffees to, to, to go with them. I've got um, a job as a brister. Excellent. <laughs> but thank you for, for, for that, Roland. It's it, it's been great. Um, converted to coffee? I wouldn't say I'm converted to coffee, but I'm definitely looking to the craft wankery of coffee. That we have. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's definitely more, there's there's geek opportunities there. I will yeah. consider that a small step forward. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy with that. I can pop into the uh, new because the bottle shop in Colchester that opened is uh, called Two Brews. It's mm. coffee and it's Beer. So I can look at the coffee selection there. Absolutely. And always give your barista the challenge. Go in and say, convince me I want something like this. I want something amazing. I'll say you've got a pair with beer at the same time. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I think I think we've had that today. I mean it's it's been it's been a great little experiment yeah. of, of doing the, the drinks side by side. So thanks thanks for coming on. Thank you very Thank much for having us. me. It's been um, do you want to just give your podcast and you yeah. probably should give so has it, been a bit of a shout out as well really I'll, I'll, I'll go think on so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the podcast is Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast S-A-R-B-P.com and it's on Twitter it's has been new boy and also I'm on the untapped as Roland G and um, has been as www.hasbeen.co.uk I'm sure you can find us. We have a good and wide selection of coffee and hopefully the tastiest stuff. Absolutely. Certainly some of the, the, the greatest stuff that I've tasted in beer as, yeah. as, as well. Yeah, so uh, it's, been, it's been incredible. Yeah, and yeah. the other ones you name-checked earlier, like the Buxton... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is fantastic. Uh, yes. In fact, I should be purchasing a bottle of that before I really, <laughs> we leave uh, we do it, um, t- today. Um, so I do just want to give a, a, a shout out to Phil Hardy as well, because we, we have recorded today's podcast um, in Phil's basement at Otter's <laughs> Tears. Um, so thanks very much for, for, for that. It's been, a, it's been a fantastic experience. Oh yeah, it's been brilliant actually. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. Cool. I, mean, I think there's more, more, more you can do on this. <laughs> mm, yeah. Anyway, cheers guys. Cheers. cheers.